I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You've discovered your link to gopowercat.com's Tannehill and Spiller Powercat podcast. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tannehill and Spiller podcast. I am your host, Travis Tannehill, with your other host, Monty Spiller. How you doing today, Mr. Spiller? I'm good, man. I'm good. Enjoying the weather, enjoying coming off a big victory by the Cats. What can I say? I would agree with you on all fronts. A big victory where neither you nor I really gave them much of a... uh, much of a shot, much of a hope, but I feel like that's uh, across the board nationally. That that wasn't just us. That was most people's sentiment that uh, the Cats had a long uphill battle. So first off, what um, initial thoughts, how you thought the boys play, how you thought OU play, just kind of your, your, your big picture, general overall thoughts of the game last Saturday against the Sooners. It was, um, you know, Somewhat of a surprise, but not a whole lot. You know, it's one of those things where defense actually played a lot better uh, than I anticipated with the, the, the mix and the match and put this guy here, put that guy there. And in, in some unknowns that hadn't played, but because of injury or COVID um, protocol, you had guys in different places. But, I, you know, the defense stood out for me. Obviously, the offense uh, got it rolling in the second half. But to look back at the game, you know, those two turnovers early, uh, we didn't capitalize on them, but that gave me some hope. Even when we were down by 21, I said, if the offense get a score and the defense continues to hold, we got a chance, you know. And, and those guys, they went there with a nothing-to-lose attitude, and they basically took it to them in the second half, and that just goes to show we got talent uh, outside of the, 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 the first-team starters, you know, second-team and third-team, the guys that played. So that's a bright – spot for, for the team moving forward. You got guys that are three deep that can play and play at a high level on the road against the number three team in the nation. Yeah, no, I uh, agree with you on all fronts there. Um, yeah, o- offensively, like you said, kind of laid a little you know, a little slow coming out of the gates, but yeah, I was uber impressed with, with that defense. I mean, um, you know, defensively across the board. I mean, Drawn McPherson played really well. He won some national awards uh, this week. Justin Hughes played well. A.J. Parker played exceptionally well. Um, the young guy, Khalid Duke, at defensive end, I was super impressed with him after I've been, yeah. um, you know, not, not not necessarily disappointed with Wyatt Hubert, but the production just haven't, hasn't been there. I haven't studied the film too much um, to be able to see. Maybe they're just keying in on him so much uh, with double teams and help out of the backfield that he's not able to get much production. But as a defensive end, if, if you're taking up two blockers, you kind of did your job. So um, overall, exactly. that defense surprised me. That defense was a was a spot that I was not uh, super confident in coming off of the Arkansas State game, uh, to put it nicely. But overall, um, you know, defense 
defense surprised me. They shocked me. Hopefully they can keep that play up uh, moving forward against Texas Tech because we're going to see another pass-happy team uh, next week against Texas Tech. But, yeah, overall defensive, defensively, um, super impressed. Keep those guys healthy. I think we've got a very solid, uh, solid front there on the defensive side of the ball. Right, right. No, without a doubt, you know, and, and you, you touched on it. Late in the game, the D-line, and the secondary did a great job on the back end, but late in the game, when you got a mobile quarterback, when you're playing a spread offense, uh, the D-line made some big plays, and, and, they, and, and I don't know a whole lot about Oklahoma's O-line, but our D-line, in my opinion, dominated that game um, without a doubt. So I was re- really happy with those guys and the way they played. Yeah, overall, looking at um, looking at that OU d- offensive line, I mean, I wasn't. <clears throat> here, here's my one caveat to, to to this victory: is that Oklahoma team is not the third best team in the country. I mean, they are. Oh, no. I mean, they're, they're probably a top twenty-five program, but I'm not putting them in the top ten right now. Um, and, and I really don't see them ending the year in the top ten. You know, I think if if what we saw on Saturday is kind of who they are, and I mean, they got a lot of work to do. Um, they got some talent as usual, but they're they're not a very cohesive team. Um, uh, Rattler did not play well. Um, you know, obviously got all the all the arm strength and arm talent in the world and the athleticism, but he really didn't manage the game very well. Had a, had a late. Um, you know, delay a game penalty that that, that was uh, costly for them. So um, he he did some he did some freshman things, which is natural. So uh, and two, I, I think Kansas State defensive line hit him in the mouth a little bit, and he did, I didn't really love the way he responded. So um, you know, Kansas State obviously they're they're up, they're hype, uh, they, they 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 deserve to celebrate after that victory. But I just want to make sure uh, they they don't think they just beat the third best team in the country because I do not believe that. <laughs> I believe they beat a top twenty five team in the country, and I think the state at the end of the year uh, will probably justify that statement that I just said. Exactly. No, I agree. And it's one of those things that goes to show, and you know it, I know it, anybody that has a football um, sense know that any day that any team can beat anybody. And not that in the case they didn't deserve to win because they definitely do. But you're going to tell me that um, because we beat Oklahoma and then we lost to Arkansas State, Arkansas State's better than Oklahoma? I don't think so. But it's one of those things where we showed up, we made the plays, and we got the victory. And the good thing about it, it was a Big 12 victory. You know, I hate losing to Arkansas State, but that loss is forgotten now because it's a big win to Oklahoma. Yep. And people are looking forward now, hey, you know, they got a chance to do something special in the league. So I'm excited about that for the guys. Yep, I mean, big picture, yeah. You just knocked off OU, um, you know, Pretty much everyone from here on out is, you know, a, a winnable game or at least a coin flip game. Uh, and you're probably right. you're probably going to be an underdog against Texas, um, yep. a, a decent underdog against Texas. So, you know, find a way to, to get up and, and play well against Texas. And other than that, just take care of business. So um, back to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, thoughts on him. Yeah. Love that kid. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. I, I, I'm, man, he's fun to watch, you know, and it's funny. Because we we here in Manhattan and in Wildcat country, we knew about him from the first game, and we knew about him when he was a recruit coming out of Texas. And they talked about him in you know, off season and how he impressed right away. But it, you know, I love the fact that the announcers call him, you know, the deuce is loose and and 22, and, and they talk about his stature and and how hard he runs. But the kid is fun. But the thing that impressed me about him, the uh, the post game interview. He, he truly enjoys the game, you can tell, and he truly enjoys being a K-State Wildcat. You know, you get some guys that come through and they, they appreciate the time here and they kind of, you know, they want to go on to the next level, and that's fine too as well. But 
I think this guy is bought in, and he is truly a K-State Wildcat, and I love that for him. And, and, and you and I both being former Cats as well, it makes us feel good that guys understand how important that is and how special that is. But he, he is definitely one that I'm excited about watching uh, here on out. But he had a heck of a game um, catching passes out the backfield, breaking tackles, making plays. That kid played phenomenal. Yeah, no, he's uh, super fun to watch. Um, and, and, you know, we got some production out of him and Briley Moore, which is, um, you know, I'm just looking across the receiving stats. You know, four catches from Deuce Vaughn, four catches from Briley Moore. As a, as a former secondary player, what's that make you do and maybe kind of alter your game when you know that offense is going to be intentional on getting – running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, you know, other than in your standard wide receivers, they're going to, you know, dish that ball around a little bit. What's that change your mindset on the back end of that defense? It it definitely puts you in the bind. And and not to mention that Scholar, although he was hurt, he has the capability to run. So that puts you in a situation you're thinking, do I want to defend the pass more or do I want to defend the run more? Do I go with a nickel package, bring in an extra D-back and take a linebacker out? You know, down in distance, what do we got? What's the matchup? And, and a lot of times you get bigger backs that are easier to defend out of the backfield with the linebacker so you can stay with your base package. But when you get a short, shifty guy like that, you, you basically have to put a – uh, another defensive back in, and I believe, and I could be wrong, but I think OU left the linebacker in, and he took advantage of it. And you could tell one on one open space. That's 99% of the time he gonna win that battle, you know. And as a defensive guy, you have to be aware of that. And he, and, and most times, the way I coach my guys up, and most de- defensive coordinators as well, take away the inside route because it's the easiest throw. And they didn't do that, and you saw what happened uh, on that big play that he got. So, but he definitely causes problems. And you have to look at that from a defensive side and understand matchups are important in case they won that matchup. You know, it's one of those things in the future, I think, moving down the rest of the um, schedule, he's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of defenses. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you there. And it wasn't like it was a lack of production from the wide receivers. I think, you know, we sprinkled in one or two catches to each wide receiver throughout the game. So, uh, you know, just keeping that defense honest, that's kind of, um, you know, that's what you got to do. And that's uh, – a great game plan moving forward. You know, we all like to throw the ball to the Tyler Lockett's and the and the um, you know even the Deuce Vaughns. You know, uh, uh, yeah. every every single yeah. play we want them. You know, you want your playmakers touching the ball, but at the end of the day, you got to keep that defense honest, um, and you got to. Um, let me let me let me ask you this. What's that? Um, although they called it back, and um, it was the right call. But what do you think of what were your thoughts on the play calling and the formation with the tight ends and uh? Moving around, what do you think about that? You know, obviously, when you played, they got the ball to you, but they weren't as as fun or um, they didn't move the tight end as much around back then as they do now. What were your thoughts on the tight end play and the formation they, they provided for him? Yeah, no, I, I, I think Briley's doing a really nice job. Um, you know, he's stepping in. I, I like the way um, he's adjusted quickly to, to this offense. So the uh, the formations they're, they're doing, and really just you can just tell they're trying to create create mismatches and, and get whoever right. the ball, you know, whatever the defense gives you. The um, No, he, he's doing an exceptional job. Like like you mentioned, there was a couple uh, formation errors there, which, you know, that's never the tight end's fault. We're, we're on the inside usually. So we line up, and uh, and it's the outside guy's job to, to make sure they're off the line of scrimmage. So, but, and, and those are easy fixes, and those drive, those drive a coaching staff crazy. Those drive me crazy as a fan because, like, it's really, guys, it's really not that hard. And honestly, it's kind of a dumb rule anyways. I mean, I kind of see why it's there to <laughs> make sure the defense knows who's eligible and who's not eligible. But it's like, 
hey, the five fat guys, they can't catch the ball. Everyone else, they can catch the ball. So um, it, it, it's pretty common sense of who's eligible. But, but shoot, I mean, you can use that. You know, we saw Andy Reid with uh, Eric Fisher catching a touchdown pass on Sunday. So you can use that rule and those formations to your advantage to sneak that left tackle uh, out into a, into a route when you're in the goal line. So, no, overall, I love the way they're using the tight ends. I love the way uh, they're using the fullbacks. I love the way they're using Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield. Not only is he an exceptional running back, um, he was our leading receiver last week. So I uh, really just love the way Skyler distributed that football and the way Skyler played, which, which will um, – Let's move on to Texas Tech, but real quick, give me your thoughts on uh, just your overall thoughts on Skyler uh, rebounding after a poor Arkansas State performance. Uh, heard a little bit of criticism from the fan base, from the media, uh, coming off that Arkansas right. State loss. What are your give me your uh, overall thoughts on Skyler? You know, um, and, and obviously any fan base you want to win, and and I, you know, I know Skyler gives it all, and he doesn't go out to lose. But sometimes being the quarterback, you know, the, the, the starter, it comes with the territory. And I think he responded and silenced a lot of people with a gutsy uh, uh, game. And the thing about it was he played average the first half, but he never quit. And, and he continued to compete. And the good thing about it, his teammates never quit on him. You can tell the guys are rallied behind him. They believe in him, and they want to see him successful. And they never kind of grumble or point the finger. They continue to compete, and that – in itself, I think he got like co-offensive player of the week as well. That speaks volumes right there for him. And hopefully he gets healthy and then being back home, they don't have to travel and they can get up and go to the bill and be ready for a good Texas Tech team coming in. But I think he silenced the fans in the media for now anyway. But you and I both know just as well as kind of what have you done for me lately. If he happens to have a bad game this week, you're going to revert back to number uh, week one. Oh, scholars not the guy. Maybe we should look for the young guy, so forth. But any fans should give him, you know, give him it's early. And, and camp wasn't like it used to be uh, with the COVID and everything. And I think he's getting a better grip of the offense. Uh, a lot of receivers are stepping up. You got Deuce behind him. You got tight ends. And I think he's going to be okay. But I think he played, he played good enough to win. You know, there are, there are times where guys are open, he didn't get them. But then also, um, when the pocket broke down, he moved moved with his feet and then created plays as well. So, you know, kudos to Scholar. I'm happy for him. And I hope this week he gets healthy and is ready for Texas Tech. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, you just mentioned there of all the offseason stuff that they, they missed. And I know he's a he's a senior. He's been here a long time. But, one, you're plugging in new guys. Um, you know, you're plugging in your two top receivers last year. He, he didn't have a chance to play with last year. Um, and, and then just a you know a quick example we're seeing from the NFL. I mean, even even Tom Brady and Gronkowski were off last week. Guys that have played ten years together. We saw a couple passes where uh, you know that they were just off. You know, Tom just missed them. And so even the best of the best, probably the best quarterback in you know the last decade. You know, not counting Mahomes, which uh, which is another story. But uh, the best decade over the last uh, 10, 15 years in Tom Brady, Mahomes is quickly behind him. And then arguably the best tight end in the last 10 or 15 years in Rob Gronkowski. Even they need those offseason reps, need those offseason practices just because they're crisp. Because it is a game of inches. I mean, when you're running across the field full speed and that quarterback releases that ball, you know, you're running full speed. If it's a you know, a hair behind you when it leaves the, the quarterback's hand, that means it's three feet behind you by the time it reaches you 30 yards down the field. So that uh, – that, 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 
um, you know, cohesiveness, that, uh, that, that route running and that quarterback getting those balls there on time will improve throughout the season because really that Arkansas State game, Skyler, he made the right reads. He made the right decisions. He just missed a couple throws. So that's not yeah. – uh, and even a couple of those, I'm not convinced were his fault. A couple of those I, I put on the receivers for not, uh, not running to the open space. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of the farmer's dog we make fresh food for dogs we started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog jada when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food the farmer's dog food isn't fancy it's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs it's better for them and easier for you get 50 percent off your first box at the slash podcast that's the slash podcast We now send it back to the PowerCat podcast. Any last words on OU? Boomer Sumer again. Kansas used to own Texas. That's kind of over. Now Kansas yeah. State owns uh, the Boomers. So any last, yeah, any, any, last no, any last words? I'm glad that we got the win. That's two in a row. And, and God willing, next year when all this COVID mess is under control, they come back to the bill to a packed stadium, our fans are going to be ready, I'm going to be ready, and we make it three in a row. <laughs> Dude, now that you say that, that'll be fun. Yeah, that, that'll, be a, that'll be a good time. As, uh, which, yeah. Although I'll be yeah. curious, you know, they kind of had to redo the schedules this year for uh, COVID. I wonder if, like, I could see us getting the short end of the straw and being down in Norman again next year because they had to redo the schedules last minute this year. So um, that, that's here nor there. But all right, moving on to Texas Tech. Um Looks like it is going to be Texas Tech as normal, which is high-powered yep. offense, no defense, uh, and uh, the, the MO for Texas Tech has not changed. Did you catch that Texas Tech-Texas game? I did. I was actually in Kansas City uh, with my youngest son, baseball. He plays fall baseball, so I was watching him play, and one of the other dads, 
he's a big Texas fan, and so I was sitting next to him watching the game on my phone, and he had to walk away, and I kept him updated. But, you know, it's one of those games where Tech should have won the game. Um, but when you allow a Texas or any other team in the Big 12 to, to hang around, they find a way uh, to win it. And Texas Tech is a good team. You know, they, like you said, they're, they're high-powered offense, average defense, um, and basically their, their mantra is going to, hey, I'm going to score more points than you. But I feel comfortable with the, the running game that we have in place. We can get a lead and control the game and make them play from behind. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to dominate the game and win by two or three touchdowns, but I feel comfortable with the way we came off the OU game going into the Tech game, being home. I feel pretty comfortable about it. I feel like we're more physical than them. I don't think Texas was as physical with Tech as they could have been or as people expected them to be. And I think we're a more physical team uh, up front on, on the O-line and D-line than Texas was against Tech. And I like our D-backs against their receivers better than Texas D-backs performed this past weekend. So it's going to be a fun game. You know, Texas Tech, they usually come, and they, they come with some crazy wild uniform which makes the game fun. And uh, I think it would be a good atmosphere. Yeah, I agree with you. It should be a pretty pretty nice ball or pretty good ball game. Um, you know, they, they gave up over 200 yards rushing against Texas, which uh, you know Texas is usually big up front and has some athletes, but you know Texas uh, some years can run the ball, some years cannot. But yeah, the Texas Tech defense, you know, th- this should be a good opportunity for Kansas State to to put up some points and really gain some confidence. And that is the one worry about you know bad defenses is like if that Kansas State team comes out and and can't score, uh, and you know whether that's self inflicted wounds whether that's penalties turnovers you know that's where those high-powered offenses really do great because it's like they're going to score whether they score seven or three um, or move the football you know they're going to put up 40 points so you really have on offense you have to play well just in order to keep up with a team like this overall you know this Texas Tech team uh, you know 52 pass attempts 31 52 for Alan Bowman last week uh, ran the ball yeah. relatively well you know I think 125 ish yards or so uh, you know Thompson's their number one running back and then let's see about nine different receivers 10 different receivers caught the ball for Texas Tech last week so they're going to spread the ball around like they always do uh, the short passing game is uh, you know it's the same MO get the ball to playmakers in space, which everyone wants to do. Texas Tech always seems to do it very well. So it should be an exciting game. Hopefully this Kansas State team uh, can dial up a good offensive a game plan and uh, and outscore these uh, these Red Raiders. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to a good game, and I don't want to look too far ahead because that's when you get in trouble. But like you said at the beginning of the broadcast, hey, you know, we're in a good position to do something special, you know. But we take it one game at a time like any coach will tell you. But I am comfortable with this game going in. And, and, and if, you don't, if you're not a believer in Coach Kleiman, yeah, it's year two. But if you're not a believer in what they're putting together there, the kids they're getting, uh, the production that we're getting from young guys, you know, what are you waiting on to jump on board? You know, I, I'm, I'm a support from day one regardless. But that game Oklahoma speaks volumes. And they didn't panic. He found a way to win, and I think going into Texas Tech, he's gonna have to. They're gonna forget about the OU game, and they're focused on Texas Tech. And I think we should come out with a victory. Yeah, my my, my still my biggest worry about this Kansas State team defensively that they, they showed me that that they can play with you know some of the best in the country. Even though OU, I don't think is you know a top five program. I think their wide receivers are usually in the top, you know, one of the tops in the country. And uh, and, right. and Spencer Rattler will get better and become a top a top tier quarterback with, throughout his career. Um, uh-huh. Defensive line, we saw exceptional play. Linebackers, as long as they can stay healthy, they're pretty solid. Skylar Thompson, he's solid. Our wide receivers have done a pretty nice job of getting open and catching the ball. 
Riley Moore, Deuce Vaughn, uh, doing a nice job, you know, probably the, the impact players on our offense so far. To me, this Kansas State team, it's still the offensive line. If this off, that offensive yeah. line did not look good first half against Oklahoma. So if that offensive line can push this Texas Tech defensive line around, which that Texas Tech defensive line is usually not very good, uh, if they can get some confidence, push that defensive around, protect Skyler for when, we do, when Kansas State does need to pass the ball, um, I still think – as, as a lot of teams are, this team will succeed or fail depending on how that offensive line plays week in and week out, and those guys can stay healthy, get some push up front, know their assignments, get a hat on a hat, and open up some seams for Deuce Vaughn and protect Skylar Thompson. Right, no, I agree with you 100% on that, and I, 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 I end with this part of it, and it goes back to even when I played and, and to today, the one determining factor that we have dominated, every time we play Tech, we get at least two big special team plays, either a kickoff return, a punt return, a punt block, uh, a long field goal. But every time we play Tech, either there or here, we have a couple of big special teams plays, and I think it's going to happen again this coming Saturday. Shoot, and let's not forget about the 50-yard field goal by our boy Blake, yeah. by our boy Blake Lynch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it could have been easily – um, 55. Yeah, no. He, he, Easily 55. He showed some leg yeah. there. So, um, wrapping up, give, give us the yeah. give us the high school update. How's uh how the how the, oh, how, yeah, the how the Mustangs on, doing? Usually we touch on that at the beginning we, of the we show. We got a big win. We went up to um, Hiawatha this past Friday, and uh, defense gave up. I wasn't happy the first drive. They got the ball, and my defense gave up a touchdown right off the bat, and then they settled down, and we ended up winning 51 to 12. So, um, we finished the game like we supposed to. And I'm happy about that. We have a tough one coming up this week uh, up at Sabatha. They got a, a couple of guys that can play, a couple of D1 guys that are, that are going to look at. But uh, we've been working hard, and, and hopefully the outcome is the way we want it. But it, it's going well. So we're on a two-game winning streak out of three-game season so far. Hopefully we make it three. So we'll see. What kind of uh, – what, what's your coaching style? Are, are, you, are, you, are you a dictator or are you the, the player's coach? No, well, it's one of those things where we – during the week um, – we prepare them, we get them ready, we kind of put them in situations to be successful. But now come game day, I give them like two options, like if we're playing quarters, we're playing palms, we're playing man. I'll, I have them look at me and say, hey, what are you thinking? And I say, hey, coach, this is going to be easier. I feel more comfortable with this. And I say, okay, this is what you want to go with. Don't screw it up. And I say, if you're going to jump a ball, you better make a pick. And, and I give them that confidence, and a lot of times they run with it, and they, and they play a little more confidence. So we try to allow them to be uh, leaders on the field, to grow up a little bit. And, and have confidence in themselves. But like I said, during the week, we, we kind of oversee everything. We prepare them, we install, put them in the best position possible, and come game day, we feel confident that they are um, together and ready to roll and, and prepared. And so that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, 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 good coaching strategy, whether it's at the college level or, uh, or the honestly, the pro level. You know, I think the older you get, the longer your lease should get. Um, and, and I don't know. I, yeah. I, I always felt like our leash was pretty short. One at Kansas State, and two, especially in high school, you know, because you're young and immature. So at the end of the day, you're still dealing. You're still trying to wrangle, uh, wrangle sixteen-year-old boys around. So uh, yeah. better you than me. Best of luck. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Monty, appreciate the time today. Looking forward to this Texas Tech game. Um, other than that, best of luck this le- weekend to you and your Rock Creek boys. This has been the Tannehill and Spiller podcast. Go Wildcats, beat the Boomer Sooners. Let's beat those Red Raiders. See you, Monty. Appreciate you. All right, go Cats. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.